0: Um, Dammy and I and probably Judith has probably been getting calls and DMs of women crying Of
1: course,
0: yeah. that finally somebody is saying this thing okay. because you know the funny thing mm-hmm. when they are going through this thing mm-hmm. they don't even know what it is. Yeah.
2: Today we are talking about something that we don't talk about enough or at all post natal depression that is a depression that faces women and men after the birth of a child. They
3: must be aware that postpartum depression can occur.
2: Not just
3: in women, but in men as well.
2: Society tells us by tradition, by literature, by media, by reported speech that parents, fathers, and mothers should be full only of the most resplendent joy after the birth of a child. That's is a single story that is not true of the experiences of many men and many, many women in Nigeria and across the world. It is an illness. You know, it is something that is not their fault. It doesn't mean that they are not good mothers or good parents or human beings. It means that like the rest of us, some people are liable to fall ill under certain circumstances, and all they need is love, support, and help. Today, I have two women who are courageously talking about postnatal depression.
4: Did I get here? Hmm. I would just think to myself, "Let's just carry this baby and slam out the world and let everything just end."
5: Hmm. For four years, I went around with this condition, seeking for help, and in those four
2: years, I slipped back. Right. Into depression. Right. I have our favorite therapist, Dr. Bojubola Abiri, who is a psychologist and psychiatrist who will talk about how to possibly prevent and to solve the problems of postnatal depression. Such a tough...
3: It's without support. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, for young ladies who may not have support in pregnancy, mm-hmm. it's best that you wait. Mm-hmm.
2: And we have the cast and some crew members of the incredible, and award-winning movie, Ebunk um, Bataki um, for Maria, which excellently, brilliantly dissects the issues, the contours of postnatal depression in an average Nigerian family. I'm so excited at the work that my producers have done.
0: And that is why this movie is so important. Yes. You shouldn't be ashamed of anything because guess what? You almost just died. Yeah.
2: Mm. Even
3: though this new body you're gonna have, yes. it's, a yes. coming, it's a new person coming. You know, coming. and then you have this
4: new human too. Yeah. To, so you know, to attend to. Attend. So I so attend attend to to. So meanwhile, it you means know, you're, you're not going to be taking care of this new human. And this
2: reborn to bring us an episode that is sure to change the lives of many mothers, expectant and new, across Nigeria and the world. Thank you for joining Masterclass with Chudé. You're obviously a person of faith. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be an understatement. <laughs> how long have you been a Christian?
4: Okay, so I got born again. Yeah. Uh, July, I don't remember the date exactly, mm. but it was July of 2001.
2: Right, right. Yes. And so, what does what does what does when you say you're a person of faith and it's very simple? What does that mean? How exactly does it define your life?
4: Okay, so in <laughs> summary, yeah, I would say that faith in God has defined my life as one of possibilities, mm. and it's my disposition to every single thing I do. I believe nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. And so, if I have an instruction or I feel like doing something, Mm -hmm. I go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. And with my journey, Mm -hmm. motherhood, I have an Absolutely. In fact, I have a story. My motherhood story mm-hmm. is something yeah, else for another day. <laughs> uh, it's something else right. for another, another day. day. Right. And it's a journey of faith. Right. It's a journey of faith.
2: But can you give us an insight into that? What do you mean by it's, it's a journey of faith?
4: So, uh, before I got married, uh-huh. or when I was going to get married to my husband, mm-hmm. uh, we both found out that we were both we had the AS genotype. Yes. And on God's instruction, yeah, we went ahead and got married. Really? Yes. And our kids are all AA.
2: Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. So
4: it's a validation yes. of God's, God's, of our faith in God. Yeah. And knowing that God is with us mm. is, is something that mm. I cherish and mm. I owe dearly for every single thing right. I do. I want
2: right. to go back to that, because that's a powerful story. Yeah. So two things. When you say you, get, when you, say you get an instru- got an instruction from God, how? Most people st- struggle with that. Like, how do I get an instruction from yes. God?
4: So many people think that you get an instruction from God by hearing God say, my daughter, my daughter, <laughs> this is what you should do. Exactly. Many times, yeah. when you become born again, mm-hmm. the instructions... From God, if they are not scriptural, mm-hmm. laid out in scripture, mm-hmm. they are knowings mm-hmm. because we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit leads us. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have a knowing mm-hmm. and a conviction, mm-hmm. you know, there is some there's sometimes you want to do something mm-hmm. and you're still a bit <laughs> doubtful about it, mm-hmm. there are sometimes that you want to do something, mm-hmm. you're not clear what. Is ahead of you, mm-hmm. but you have a strong sense of conviction yeah. that yeah. this is the way to go. Yeah, that's yeah. the simplest way to explain it. Yeah, to yeah. know that God is speaking to you. Yeah, I mean,
2: I was listening to uh, um, a, a tape from uh, um, Joshua Selman. I was three ways to know that you're hearing from God, and one of the ways says peace and joy. Peace
4: and joy. When you
2: just feel a sense I think I've of
4: to that message, yes, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I get that. So but now let us go into the nature of the faith itself. When you receive that instruction, is the confidence absolute? Are there times when you when you because you're human, you just think, Could it have been God? It is it's So
4: So in the initial stage, Mm. it may not be absolute. Right. But God will definitely lead you to a point where it becomes absolute. Right. So in my own case, yeah, I had people i was accountable to Uh my parents Uh my i have a few friends Mm. who are like my buddies you know who i'm accountable to Mm. and it was surprising that one of the ways that god confirmed to me that he was leading me on this journey Mm -hmm. was for my parents to even accept Mm. Now, these are the same people who broke up a relationship for the same reason. Right. I mean, my dad literally woke me up in the middle of the night and mm. started sermonizing me about mm. why I shouldn't... Because he has a, uh, an excess sister. Right, right. You know, so yeah, he had right. all the... Facts and, and figures. And he's learned. He's yeah. a professor of pharmacy. Ah. ah And my mom also a nurse. Right. So, I mean... I also knew the implication, to be honest. And I broke up the previous relationship. And I was telling my dad, I want to get married. And this is the person I want to get married to. Mm. They asked us to go get our genotypes checked. And we do that. Mm. And my first reaction was, oh, my God. Mm. My dad is not going to take this. Mm. Mm. And my fiancé, now my husband, Mm. said to me, We must tell them if we must take a step like this.
6: Hmm. Hmm.
4: And so he picked the phone and called my dad. Uh, My dad was on speaker and Uh he spoke to him. And my dad said, he made a statement. He said, what do you want to do? Hmm. And my husband replied, we want to go ahead and get married. Because we believe God is leading us. Mm. And my dad said, we'll join our faith with yours. Wow. And I will handle our mom. (laughs) So that was (laughs) done. Yes, yes. It was the easiest way to get my dad to my side. I couldn't believe it. But it was God's way of confirming Mm -hmm. to me. Mm. One of God's ways of confirming to me. Mm. You know, my pastor encouraged me. His pastor wanted us to get a confirmation. He wanted to be part of the process of getting the confirmation. So he sent us on a three-day fasting and prayer, mm. wanted us to bring him scriptures confirming that indeed God was leading us. He wanted to fast with us and get the same scripture. And mm. at the end of the third day, when I told him this is what God is saying to me, it was exactly what God has said to him. Mm.
1: Mm.
4: You know, mm. So we had all of this checked. Mm. All of it checked. And we went ahead. We had a little um, um, snag, like one person, his dad wasn't going to consent to it, because uh, his dad is also in the medical profession. <laughs> uh, you know, and he, he lives and works abroad, nice. you know, so of course it doesn't make sense yeah. to him. yeah, Like, what are you people what talking are you like, about? What people this is just about. like you are trying to fight reality. You know, is a scientist. Mm, yeah, you know, so he eventually came around. Mm. He eventually came around. Yeah. That's how I'm going to put it. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually came Clearly, around right. and is happy today, seeing his grandchildren, yeah. healthy. I mean,
2: yeah. right? That, I mean, that must make. I mean, the thing, the thing that I want to most talk to you about today. That must have made it even. Tougher because you, for the sake of, because you 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 lived. That that's why I said about asking about your faith because you lived from a place of faith.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you'd seen the results of your faith.
6: Yeah,
2: you had you had even trusted God. You know, for healthy children. children. You know, because that was a decision you were making. Yes. And then you had your second child, the, 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 the postpartum depression.
4: Was with the first child. It oh, was with the f-
2: ah, even even Ah, even tougher. <laughs> it was with the
4: first child. You get child. your
2: first child. and So tell me about it. Because first of all, it's women. Every woman is told that once, you know, the images we see in movies, once the woman gets delivers the baby, even though she has just finished pushing for mm. two years, mm. she's just smiling like, give me... <laughs>
4: Course, yes, of course, yes. It's, that, a, it's a thing of joy. It's a thing of joy because of the rigors of the process of birthing a child. Yes, the first emotion you feel
2: is yes, that when you
4: Feel when you get the baby, when you hold the baby, yeah. is joy. It's joy, yes. And you and felt I, that, and I felt, and you did it, feel definitely.
2: that, right? So you, you you had that experience, of course. Then soon after, things began to change.
4: Yes. So um, soon after, I was. Okay, so I had my baby abroad and uh, I didn't have the, you know, the... Uh, is it omogod oh that people will call it? So I didn't have the experience of a mom, you know... Fussing
2: around. You
4: know, just fussing over you, putting yeah. hot water or bottle or something on your belly. Yeah. You know, helping you, bathing you. Mm. I didn't have that. Mm. So, in fact... Before I, I didn't have, I didn't know I was going to have the baby. I had the, the day I had the baby, right. and it was just like an emergency birth, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I went for a scan to check the gender of my baby, you know, because I was tired of waiting. This was at thirty-eight weeks, mm-hmm. and the doctor saw my scanned me, you know, and alerted the hospital that I needed to have an emergency birth mm-hmm. because my blood pressure was over the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that same day, I went over to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I, had not bought, <laughs> I had not bought my baby products, mm-hmm. the things I needed, because I was like, I don't want to buy drab mm-hmm. clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be sure of the gender of my baby before I started shopping. Mm-hmm. And so, I had the baby on that um, Friday mm-hmm. night. And yeah. on Sunday, when I got home, I just put the baby down. Asked my uncle to watch the baby. And I went to the store. I went walking through the mall. Imagine someone who had just had a baby. baby yeah. With the pain, I felt all the pain raw. Right. You know, but I had to. I just had to. Because my baby had to wear clothes. Yeah. You know, I didn't want my auntie to do the shopping, shopping for right. me. I wanted to do it myself. You know. So, I believe that this must have been the beginning mm. of the trigger. Mm. I felt like a superwoman. Mm. I felt I could do every single thing that was required of me. Yeah. So, I would do for me. I would do for the baby. Yeah. I would do for the family I was staying with. Yeah. You know, they didn't require me to do, to do anything, all of those things. It was just in me. I wanted to cook for them. Cook nice Nigerian meals for them. You know... They were always looking forward to coming back home because they knew that coming home they would need something special to eat. Right. I enjoyed doing it, but I didn't know it was contributing to stress. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that when you had just had a baby, mm-hmm. you know, you needed to rest. Mm-hmm. Your body needed to come back. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't take that time to rest. I was just doing everything. In, in, in fact, for my naming for my daughter's naming ceremony, mm. I cooked. And we had a full blown party in I, I cooked. I cooked a goosey, made pounded yam, um, the you know, yeah. I cooked stew, a lot of meat for, for the party. No one I'm there. This was eight days after having a baby. What? Or seven what? days after having a baby? And I did everything. And like you must assume, there's no one to take care of me. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So
4: I took care of everything and everyone, but there was no no one one to take take care of me. At least not in the way I should have been taken care of. Mm, mm. My aunt and uncle, you know, were really good to me. Mm. Always shopping for me, you know, but they didn't understand that I didn't need to be shopped for. Like that's not That work. was not the
2: thing you were looking but for. But this
4: was their first experience ah. with a newborn and you know ah. their kids were not married or their kids didn't have children yes. at the time. Yes. And Nancy also had her babies in America with nobody. Right. Where nobody helped her. Right. So she didn't know that like anything
2: was going to be. That cop- was
4: the requirement. Right. She didn't understand. In fact, right. when my husband came right. visiting, that was helping me to use the hot water to massage my belly. Right. <laughs> you know, I can imagine if your husband is trying to help you that kind of thing. <laughs> Both of you are just playing around. around. <laughs> uh, just fooling around, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> this was the beginning of this period in my life, I was joyful to have a baby. It mm-hmm. was receiving the promise that God gave exactly. me. Exactly. But I found myself alone at night with the baby mm-hmm. every day throughout. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping with my baby, waking up to take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember any nights that my baby didn't sleep beside me mm-hmm. or someone took the baby Aviation, you know, yeah. away from me to so that I could rest, and this was ongoing for the first four months, every night. Mm. And then thoughts when I'm alone with the baby at night, thoughts like, "How did I get here?" Mm. I would just think to myself, "I should just carry this baby and slam out the door and let everything just end." Mm. You know, I just wanted, I just wanted my my life back. I just wanted my. My sanity, my wellness. Yeah, you know, I wanted my wellness back, yeah. and it it looked to me like I wouldn't get it. Mm. You know, and then when people call you, they say things. You know, things that are not insensitive, though. But because of the state you're in, yeah, you tend to pick everything that they say. Yes, you know, they say things like, "Oh, welcome yes. to the to motherhood journey," where you. Are working all your life till so you go to the grave. You know, they say all those funny things, like yes. You know that this is the best time of motherhood because it gets harder and harder, harder as and you harder. go. Wow. You know,
2: I can only yes. at say, a time, when, yes. your at time pal- when your
4: mind is apprehensive everywhere. You know, wow. so it just further deepened yeah. the emotions, yeah. you know, the stress isn't going away. Yeah. I would cry. Mm. A couple of times, my mum had called me and caught me crying. Mm. She would call me and, you know, I will just be sobbing. She would be like, what is it? One day, I blurted out and said, Mommy, you didn't tell me it was going to be this hard. Mm. And she said, mm. my darling, I'm sorry. Mm. She mm. said, I'm sorry because I'm sure she didn't expect that yes. I would go through it that way Maybe. without help. Yes. You yes. know, she didn't. I didn't even think about... The fact that I wouldn't have help, to be honest, if I thought about it, I'd mm. probably not have chosen to travel. Right. You know, or maybe take, I would have taken my mom along with me, mm. but I didn't even bother to get anything, uh, a visa or anything, because I didn't think... Because you thought you could have done all, it by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I've always been a very strong girl. So yes. I thought... Oh, yes, I no, women have been doing this for you for... I you mean, for there are a people living <laughs> abroad with all their parents. Are yes. they not? You yes. You know, but... It was a shock, and this was the way I reacted to it. Right. Well,
7: I'd had my first daughter, and it was a wonderful time, everything. I had a very um, smooth pregnancy. I moved to the States, you know, to Mm. just, you know, have better care and all all of that stuff. And I just, after I'd had her, I had some slight complications after Mm. the birth. Mm. And so I was in a bit of a sad state. And I kind of just slipped into postnatal depression. Um, Hmm. And I didn't even realize it when Mm -hmm. it started happening. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to an older friend of mine, um, and it's good to have uh, other you know it's good to have friends that are not just your age mates mm, mm, so mm. in fact it's funny is the lady who um who uh, made this outfit actually i called her and i was like you know i've been feeling this type of way and this and that and she says do you feel like this do you feel like this do you feel like this i was like hmm Decker, i think you have postnatal depression and i was like huh so i went to the hospital and i discussed it with my OBGYN and she says oh yeah these symptoms are you know Consistent. and so from from there I was like, wow, so this can happen to me? Like, but this is the happiest time of my life. Like I just had my baby, this and that and that, but I couldn't help feeling Mm. like something was wrong. You Mm. know, Um, I became very OCD. I always want to clean everywhere, make sure everything is like, you know, and then if I've washed dishes and somebody put a dirty dish in the sink, I would lose my temper. Like it was just very strange. Mm. And so over time, I started to realize that I wasn't using my creativity. So Mm. it was just kind of dying inside. And this was like after four years of being away from work. So I just had this sadness, this consistent, Hmm. persistent sadness, like a lack of joy. Hmm. Like Hmm. I would be struggling Hmm. to Hmm. to reach the joy, you know? I would have, then sometimes I'd be very manic, like very happy and then very sad, you know? So after a while, I started, you know, going to therapy right. and then I realized and they said, well, what did you do before mm-hmm. you became like, because I was kind of like a housewife at that time. And I said, oh, you know, I'm an actor and I'm, you know, quite famous in that. She was, and the lady was like, you know what? It's probably because you're not doing what you are used to doing. You've been doing this since you were a kid. And now you've suddenly stopped stopped. new baby, new husband, those adjustments. um, And also because when you you have kids, when you're slightly older, um, you're set in your ways you know, mm. and then here I am, I want to fly off somewhere, I want to go do something, but I'm stuck with this baby, and mm. she's crying, and I don't know what to do, and mm. so it was all of those things, so I realized that, okay, I have to get back to myself, so. I lost myself for a bit, you know, and it happens with women, you know, you get married, you lose your sense of identity, you used to know yourself as this thing, and now you're a wife, and you're a mother, and then, so there's that whole... Um, you're just in flux kind mm. of thing. Mm. Um, so I realized that, okay, you know what? I want to I wanna go back to work now, you know? Mm. And so my first movie role came and that was Journey to Self. Right. Imagine, I Journey imagine, to no, self. Look at poetry. <laughs> God is just yes, amazing. Yes, like, yes. But I think it was also just the right time.
2: It's postpartum depression. Not, not, not a kind of depression that just is located after Childbirth. That's what it is, isn't it?
3: Well, so yes. Yeah. Postpartum depression. Yes, yes. Uh, the postpartum period is usually referred to as the first six weeks right. after a woman delivers. Yeah. However, postpartum depression can occur within the first twelve weeks post delivery,
2: right.
3: lasting even up to a year. Yes, I after a, a,
2: a, a yeah. guess that was a year. Yes, and, or after, two years. Yeah,
3: after the child has been born, and so it's a type of depression, like you yeah. said, that occurs in those circumstances yes. after. The birth of a, child, of a child, including the death of a child. Right. So so anything intriguing. that
2: happens after. Yeah. But why, why is that such a... You know, because, I mean, there's not a lot of depressions that have particular names like that, like a particular triggers, like postpartum and etc. Why is that such a trigger?
3: Also, well, I beg to differ A okay. number of depressions Have ah. names around You know situations ah, right. And so for instance You'd have the seasonal affective disorder Which happens With weather Exactly with yes, the weather yes, You're yes. doing well I'm doing well I'm doing <laughs> well There's situational depression Or reactional yes. depression Which yes. happens after a significant Life event for the individual right. There's functional depression okay. Which happens in High functioning people Who seem to have it all together But right. they're breaking apart inside Right so. so of course You know postpartum depression yeah, right. Happens within the context of, of um, childbirth. Um, I was going to say, um, probably because you've never gotten pregnant before and yes. you're not a woman. <laughs> um, pregnancy is, is such a, it's such a journey. Hmm. It's, it's hmm. tough. It's I, I like to describe it as beautifully challenging. Really? But you know, for different people, it comes with different, you know, strokes. Yeah. Uh, for instance, when I was pregnant, I couldn't eat. Once uh-huh. I eat like this, the baby will just, I'll feel dizzy, I'll feel like fainting. I never got to 65 in any of my pregnancies, weight-wise. Right. And so I couldn't eat. For different people, it's different things. Some yeah. people have a smooth ride. Mm-hmm. Some people are confined in bed from the first day they, they are um, detected pregnant mm-hmm. till the day that they deliver. deliver. Some people, again, are alone yeah. with no support. Pregnancies were not planned. Some people are in, you, you know, um, violent relationships yeah. where partners are beating them, despite the fact that they are pregnant. Yeah. Some people are in relationships where there's financial issues, where there are a lot of struggles. And so, by the time you look at all of this, minus the stress of the pregnancy itself, hmm. and so when women eventually deliver, since we're talking about it in the mm. postpartum period, yeah. first of all, you have a a rush, a rapid decline in the right. hormones when the woman gives birth. Right. After that. You have the stress of childbirth. And so whether that childbirth is by yes. vaginal delivery or it is mm-hmm. assisted for a caesarean section, mm-hmm. it's 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 such an event. Right. And then the sudden realization of the responsibilities, as in your life just changes forever. forever. All of those things. And of course, the support that you get from either your spouse, your partner, yeah. or your family members, all of yeah. these things will go a long way to determine whether or not the woman... Yeah will come down with the postpartum
2: depression. And as we are talking about this now, it just occurred to me that, you know, pregnancy suffers from the danger of a single story. Yeah. All we see is the picture of the mother. Yes. She goes she's always just rubbing the stomach. Yeah. You know, she's so happy every day. She's eating, she's spitting. Yeah. Then after nine months, Ta-da. she delivers yeah. and she's happy. Yes. Yeah. And what you're saying to me, because I've heard so many stories, it begins to hit me. Yeah. That is not at all the experience of many yeah. women. Yeah. How, I mean, I don't want to ask you sociological, question. <laughs> you can <go laughs> how, can, how can we deny so many varied experiences yeah. and deceive many younger women into thinking that there is one way to have yes. a child?
3: So again, snapshots, yes. not the full picture. Yes. We give everyone, people take on snapshots and not yes. the full picture. And so, you know, as you talk about this, I'm reminded about a story that I read in the papers a few years ago mm. about a woman who was delivered of twins somewhere in the southwestern state in Nigeria. Right. And on the day of the naming, she took both twins to a bridge and she dropped them mm. in the water. Mm. Again, I mean, everyone would look at yeah. and ask the questions she wanted. Uh, who doesn't want double blessing? Who does, how come she wasn't happy? How come she yeah. wasn't? Yeah. And so again, like you've said, the danger of a single story. And yeah. like I've said, just taking snapshots, snapshots and exaggerating them.
2: So dangerous. It is. You know, um, I there's a movie on, on, on Netflix called Ebukwataki. Yeah. I'm talking to the, some of the people in the movie after yeah. this. And what I loved about that story is that it wasn't one-dimensional. Mm. Usually they, they treat the mother as a devil. Yeah. But this was a caring mother. Yeah. Came to actually help and understood and help, but at some point she's like, "She want to call a due money, which in English, (laughs) in are you doing one that's giving birth to a child before?" Again,
3: invalidating. Yes. Yes.
2: And I understood her frustration, but I also didn't understand. I also. Understood the problem because what she said is there is one way a woman should be yeah. when she's had a child, yeah. and I think that is, that must be the reason why many women don't speak up about these varied experiences.
3: Also, well, interestingly, you know, I saw that movie yesterday, ah, and right. to be honest, it was quite triggering for me.
2: Right.
3: As in, you know, having been a mother myself, going yeah. through those emotions, knowing that there were days that I didn't feel upbeat, especially yeah. in the first few days mm. after yeah. the delivery. So, mm. you know, I could identify with about, all yeah. of it. And I hope that quite a number of women see it. See it yes. However, um, you know, again, the culture of silence, the culture of the fact that um, everyone else has done it. Yes. And so you should just fall in line and, and just, just do what it, this is what is expected of you. This is uh, what you should say. This is how you should say it. Unfortunately, not everyone can show up like that. Mm. And uh, of course, uh, many times you would be overwhelmed by what it is that even you cannot control.
2: For the first time, from the first scene, I think the first scene was them coming back from the hospital. Yes, and they're climbing up the staircase. I'm like, no, no, this, this, and I, mean, I hear the first lines. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Oh God, let this be good. i was going to and so, you know, but she's saying the prayers, and it's paced. You know, there's no rushing. There's no. She's just going up. She's, everything was exquisite. Now, Meg, you, 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 you have, you know, many of your roles have you pensive. Brooding sometimes, <laughs> just you, you know that, right? Just yeah. like either mysterious, not saying a lot. And in this movie, you were not saying a lot, <laughs> you know. How is that like? How was that like? Because I was reading your interview and you said you had to spend time with this character, and you almost got depressed yourself just dealing with this. What was the process like of inhabiting this character?
0: Um, so when, um, when I read the script, that was the yeah. first thing that hit me the silence. Mm. The use of silence. Mm. A typical script where features anywhere from like eighty yeah. to like over a hundred pages. Oh. For Maria, had maybe a little over fifty pages. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, so mm. it was really it wasn't dialogue driven at yeah. all. It wasn't very, very wordy. Um, and for an actor or in acting, when you don't have lines mm-hmm. and you have to emote, mm. that's the difficult part because yeah. you don't you can't wing it. You can't wing it. You, you can't. It has to come from within. Yeah. It has to be within yes. so it can show. Yes. You know, so I read it. I felt, ah, this is going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be hard. Yeah. So I said, Dabby, I know we've been talking. Like you said, before then, we had been talking.
4: <laughs> I know we've been talking. Are <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you so, yeah.
0: You know, we just, you know, we love films. Yeah. We watch the, the, the same we, discovered that we had almost the same or similar taste in films and all so. of that. Yeah. Um, so I knew what he was going for. Uh-huh. I knew I had to commit it 100%. Yeah. So I told him, yes, I love this. This is this is deep and intense and all of that. Just let me sleep on it <laughs> and then we'll talk. Yeah. Of course, immediately I read it. I knew I was going to do it. But what, I didn't how? want to have the conversation until... I was convinced I could give it 100% commitment, whatever Mm. it took. Mm. This is not the kind of story you play with. It's not the kind of story you mess around with. So I wanted to sleep on it and see how much of myself, which had to be everything, to be honest. um, So I slept on it, and we had the conversation. I called him up the next day. I said, "Okay." Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, and then we got talking, and when we got to, you know, the research part, I told him I was gonna, you know, he's done. He had done his. Mm-hmm. I told him I'll do mine, and we'll have a conversation around that. Um, then he got into what he wanted. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about the physical. So he said the physical transformation. Now, he said something like <laughs> crazy what? that I'm going to tell. Tell us. Tell Please. us. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> this man <laughs> tells me that. Hey Meg, I don't know, did you have plans of getting pregnant? <laughs> any I
2: mean, just for research I mean I
0: was mean, <laughs> like I was like, yeah. I, was like, I, was like <laughs> I was like, huh? He said, yeah, because you know, I really don't want to use prosthetics so I want it to look authentic <laughs> <laughs> I said, in my head, I was like,
7: this, guy, this guy is
0: crazy. But I like this crazy. <laughs> I like this crazy. I like this yeah. crazy. So I told him not to worry about that. I'll gain some weight. I'm sure I, at that point he was skeptical because he didn't yeah. think I could, you know, yeah. go all the way. Because before now, like they know me. I'm very fit for, um, you know, yeah. the diet, clean, eating, workout and all of that. So, he wasn't sure I could let go to of the end point that, where that it would habits. look so realistic, like yeah. you have the postnatal body. Yeah. Um, but I told him not to worry that I was going to get that covered. And um, yeah, so, and then he, we exchanged, or he rather told me the references for the movie, like mm-hmm. the reference movies for acting, mm-hmm. you know, for picture, a number of movies yeah. that I had to see and all of that. So, that's where it started. And on my own, I had to do my own research as well, talking mm-hmm. to people, mm-hmm. asking questions. It was difficult because, most people, most women, you mm-hmm. know, as I came to know, they, they're not willing to talk about this. No, not at all. They're ashamed to talk about this. Yes. So it was a lot of, it was difficult at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Then I came by this man in Abuja whose wife had committed suicide to postpartum depression. Oh, yeah. Yes. And from him, I got a lot of information. Yeah. You see, all that spacing out with Daring most of the time, that was his wife she would space out, you're talking to her, she's looking at you, but she's not listening to anything you're saying. She was just, you know, she was there, but not there. So I got a lot of firsthand information, you know, and then a few people I spoke to. And then, you know, I have sisters. I have a number of sisters, actually. Mm -hmm. I've experienced them giving birth. I've Mm -hmm. been in the hospital with them giving birth. And I see how they are after the child comes up. You are in this incredible pain that you cannot describe and they bring this baby to you to breastfeed. I've seen my sister cry while breastfeeding. Mm. She's crying due to the pain but the mother and as a mother you have to Mm. feed the child. You know, so it's something I've also seen maybe not in that depth but I've seen bits and pieces. Yes, I've seen bits of it. So yeah, so that was like the process before shoot. And the weight parts, yeah. By the time we we're ready to shoot, Dami yeah, had did. his postnatal body. <laughs> <laughs> <I> did, lucky, lucky. <laughs> Between um, Dami and I, and probably Judith has probably been getting cause calls and DMs of women crying. Of
1: course,
0: yeah. That finally somebody is saying this thing yeah. because you know the funny thing. Mm-mm. When they are going through this thing, mm-hmm. they don't even know what it is. Yes, yeah. yeah. they don't
2: know. They
0: don't know. They just know they feel strange, yes. and they feel they think it's abnormal. And they
2: feel ashamed. Ashamed. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because am I not supposed to be happy? I just had yeah. a child. Yeah. And that is why this movie is so important. Yes. You shouldn't be ashamed of anything because guess what? You almost just died.
2: Yeah. Mm. You know that's that's what I was here. I was talking so yeah. to say a psychiatrist about this yesterday and it says this. You know, in some ways, you can look at having a child as some form of going through an ailment. Yes. Because your whole body changes. Your whole And we don't even think of that no. at it's all. It's like a
0: rebirth always. of you as a woman, as well. Yes. Yeah, because you don't even know this new body you're
3: going to have. Yes. It's a new person coming. A new person. Coming, you know, and then you have this new human, too.
7: Yes. So, you so, you know, to, you know, to attend to So meanwhile, it means you're, you're not going to be
4: taking care of this new human. And know, this rebirth of yourself. Your you know, I want to ask
2: a question you asked before coming to you. Does any of you have
4: kids? No, yeah, <laughs>
2: okay. <a> <laughs> that's a weird thing because you know, I mean, I don't have kids, so we're together. <laughs> I didn't know that it's possible to have postpartum depression for as long as five years. As long as five years, that must be hellish.
5: Okay, so I wouldn't say this is even five years. Okay. Um, My first child is 13 plus now.
2: Yes.
5: And um, that was the when I had him. was the the first first time. time, Yes. You know, I had him and um, because I read wide or I read wide before I had him, there's this book I got from my father's library when I got married, um, Penelope Leach, Baby and Child. Right. So I read it and I read about postpartum blues. Mm. When I was pregnant, my pastor's wife in Lagos, Mm. we were in CSN in Lagos, Tupe Adiokunle, Tupe gave me a book also around um, having children. So I read it, so I read about postpartum blues. So when I had my first child, and I realized something was amiss, I went back to my gynae and said, okay, I experienced this and I think it's postpartum blues. And he said, oh, you are right. Since you already know it is, so what did you read in the book? I said, okay, I read um, that I need to guard myself, I need to do this. And to be honest, I didn't read about seeking for help. Mm. So I told him the things I read and he said, go and do those things. (laughs) So I went back home. Of course, I was still crying. But luckily for me, unlike other women that would probably hate their child, Mm. I didn't want to carry their child. Mm. In my own case, I wanted my child close to me. Right. And I wanted my husband close to me, but he had to walk. Mm. You know, he still had to go to work. We were just, just, um, we were very young in that marriage, you know. Mm. So, after two months, I got out of it. Then, um, one of the things I read in the book is, you have to guard your heart, because subsequently, Mm
6: -hmm. it's
5: going to come back. So that was in 2008, when I had my second son in 2011. Um, I guarded my heart like I've been advised, mm. and I think it worked, mm. but um, there were complications.
2: In the pregnancy? or No,
5: okay. um, at, at um, having him. Right. It was a big baby, okay. just like his brother, mm-hmm. and the hospital where I had him, I was mismanaged.
1: Okay.
5: And um, here in Abuja. And when I went back to them,
1: mm-hmm.
5: I'm sure it was a clear case they should have been able to diagnose, mm. diagnose rather. But they didn't do that because they were trying to cover their track. Mm. So they said something that wasn't what happened. And I began to move from one hospital to the other in Abuja. And they all say I was fine. Mm. The only place where I was close to getting help, the moment I mentioned where I had the baby, they Mm. said, you're fine. And so for four years, I went around with this condition, seeking for help. And in those four years i slipped back right into depression
2: right right should right. i go on yes please
5: i slipped back into depression so um i knew there was a day in march 2014 i had the baby january No, i had yeah january 2011. so there was this day in march i was in my room that was the day of blackberries mm-hmm. and i was just flipping through and i heard the word prolapse And I just knew it was the Holy Spirit. Mm. So I went to check and I saw prolapse. So I called my father, I'm really close to my dad, and said, Daddy, it seems this thing is a prolapse. I'd like to come and see my mom's gynae. I grew up in Ife, So my mother's gynecologist, Mm. I went back to him in Ife. Mm. So that night with my dad and my mom, we went to his house. We started talking and I said, this is what I've been experiencing. Everything that surrounds prolapse. Mm. you know, It was a terrible four years. And by then I began to talk. I didn't tell him prolapse. Dr. McKendie said, Nike, this is prolapse. All we need is a corrective surgery. What's mm-hmm.
2: a prolapse?
5: A prolapse? Now, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. In my layman's language, when I was trying to push out the baby, right. because the baby was very big, and they didn't do what the first doctor where I had my first child did like mm. um trying to guide you for the baby to come out. The baby literally jumped out. And mm. thank God someone was coming and someone that person got the baby. If not, my baby would have probably just flew out like that. So my baby came out um pale because um it's been hours of labor. In the midst of it I begged them to take me um into the theatre. They said no they already progressed. So what prolapse did was to pull down some of my internal organs. Like I said, I'm a lay person, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. But in that particular case, it was, my, it was my bladder that fell from its place, fell down into the vulva. So of course in those four years, some of the things that were affected, I wasn't able to poop like a normal person. I might go for weeks without being able to pass our faces then I might go for two days without being able to pass our urine. And when I pass our urine, the stench will be horrible that you don't want to be close to the place. So I'm the HR manager in my place of work. My colleagues, we go, Nikkei, you are proud. If you are the HR person and you are sure you've gotten the best of cleaners for us, why can't you share a bathroom with us? Mm. But the issue was, if Nikkei goes to that bathroom, nobody wants to stay in that office any longer. So mm. I, I developed... um. Um, Borrow me a word, coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the right word to Mm -hmm. use to keep my urine until I get home and go and let out. Wow. And even when I want to let out at home, I want to be sure my husband is not close because I don't want to inconvenience him even though he doesn't care because the stench was horrible. Wow. So that was what I had to go through for four years until I found help in 2014. So, while moving from one again into the other in Abuja without getting help, without knowing, I slipped back
2: into the yes, into depression. Yes, yes.
5: So, after that, after the surgery, surgery was in March 2014. Of course, it still the be strong, be strong. So, I was strong again. <laughs> and by August 2015, I got out of it. Mm. And what happened, I was watching this movie about Aquila, that girl that spells
2: Akila and the Bee.
5: Akila and the Bee. Right. That night in August two thousand and fifteen. I was alone in the sitting room. And towards the end there was this poem by Miriam, I can't remember her surname now
6: mm-hmm.
5: that talks about us shining our light. Yes. That yes, talks yes. about us not holding back. Yes. I'm sure you must say yes, of I course. love the poem but I yeah, don't know.
2: I can't what remember if I you know the poem you're talking about.
5: So as 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 um the thing was actually rolling on the screen. I began to read it and I tapped into it. And I don't know what happened. At that moment, I knew I was fine. That hmm. was in August 2015. 15. Early August. I'm actually um, an August child. All right. You know. So I got excited and I felt like waking my husband up. But I'm like, let, me, let me allow him. He's really busy. He works really hard. So when he woke up in the morning, I went, you me. I'm sure God has healed me. He said, I believe, I've told you before. But God has, I said, I said, I feel it in me. So that August, I was so excited. And um, during the dark moments, I read a lot of Joyce Mayers' book.
1: Mm-hmm. I
5: love Joyce Mayers. Mm-hmm. So I told him I would like to attend the Love Life conference in the US. Alright. Yeah. And he obliged me.
2: Alright, I've done one of those. Awesome. I followed her around.
5: I look forward to another. <laughs> so my husband obliged me. Mm. You know, and I went to the U.S. to attend the Love Life Conference. It was awesome. Yeah, incredible. Awesome. So when I got back, Nikita already said no more babies because I don't want postpartum depression. So I went to him, I said, I want another baby. Wow. (laughs) And he said, what about PD? I said, we'll be fine. It's not going to happen. I knew he wanted a girl Mm.
1: because
5: the first two are actually boys. Mm -hmm. So I prayed to God I checked all those calendar things. Well, I got pregnant in 2015 and um the pregnancy was a turbulent one. Mm. The previous two were fine. Mm-hmm. And a lot told me, Oh, because of the gap. Your second and supposed last before now was 2011, This is fifteen. The number of years that you've actually grown to and all of that. It was um it wasn't the, it wasn't a fantastic pregnancy. But thank God, I had the baby in 2016. And as usual, they be strong, you know. So I was prepared to be strong <laughs> and not allow this depression to happen again. Mm. So one of the things I, I I discussed with my doctor, and I told her that, you know, when there are a lot of people around, I think this thing happens. And usually when you have a baby, I'm mean, Europa, a lot of people will come around now. It's a scene of joy. So I begged my doctor, where I had the baby, that please don't discharge me afterwards. Let me stay back in the hospital, because oh. I don't want to go and have a name in. Then she said, Nike is on medical. But she will try, she will talk to the CMD. So while she was thinking of telling the CMD, we need to help this girl, I don't know where it came from. Blood clots just came in. And um, when they checked, it was actually traveling very fast from my leg, it was going to my heart. So they had to keep me back in the hospital. I know, I know. Bad news for everybody around, good news for me. <laughs> for me, it was more about, I'm not going home now. I'm going to be in the hospital. So, and I had a CS, because following the prolapse, I was warned hmm. that I can't have um, a what people call normal. No, none of them is abnormal. Hmm. So instead of having a vaginal delivery, I had um, hmm. a CS for this baby. So with the CS pain, I was been thinking from rooms to rooms to go and do Doppler scan and mm. everything just to be sure that this blood clot does not get to my heart. Mm. I just had a the baby. They were giving me thinning injection to thin my blood so that it doesn't clot and all that. But I was just happy that I'm in the hospital. Mm. So after having the baby, I... Told myself, Nikki, remember what the doctor said? Guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart. So I got my heart. I, I gathered my heart. I didn't want it to happen. And I was in the hospital for like two weeks. We had the naming in the hospital. Of course, mm. I'm Yoruba. We say heart crowd. But it wasn't like it would have been at home. Mm. Then I was discharged. And um, and I was good. I thought I had won. I thought
2: mm. I had won. I thought I had won.
5: Then after like a month... There were issues. I realized that um, my baby wheezes a lot at night, you know, and I felt there was a need for her to see a doctor, you know. In the midst of all that, I didn't know. I I had a deep, I call it a deep, that's what I call depression, DIP. I I had Mm. it deep again, you know, while trying to get the best of care for my daughter. I knew what I went through during the pregnancy. I didn't want to lose her. You know, so I started back and forth to the hospital mm. um, for her to be nebulized and all of that. And after a while, there was a day it was a nurse that told me that, Madam, yeah, this baby needs to be ne- nebulized. But instead of coming to the hospital all the time, how about getting your own nebulizer? Get this um, 0.5 saline, line and she advised me and I did just that. And I began to manage her through myself and mm. she got over it. But of course, by then, I'd taken the dip already. And I remember that the first time I smiled was the day my daughter clocked 2. So I had my daughter June 2016. And I did not smile. You know, of course I might smile at you. Because of course I carry this this, um, mask all over the place. Mm -hmm. So Mm. uh, at work, because I'm HR, um constant interface with other people so I need to smile anyway. So I was doing that in church. Of course I need to smile in church. So I was trying. Mm-hmm. But of course you have a place where you can have your meltdown. And mm-hmm. that's at home. Yeah. So I didn't smile until my daughter so the day my daughter clocked too. I, n- normally, it would be myself and my husband to follow them down to school to celebrate their birthdays because the school would give us a time, come by 11, mm. come and take pictures with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So that day I knew I, I, I didn't have the strength to do it, the mental strength. Mm-hmm. So it was my, my husband agreed to go. Right. So while dressing up for her that morning, I looked at her from my head to toe and I'm like, God, you are faithful. Mm. You actually gave me this girl actually gave this girl to me, and I began to smile. Mm. And okay, I dressed her up. Her father took her to school, you know, to go and celebrate her birthday. That was 2018. In that 2018, I felt that light moment <coughs> again. And I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. God has done it, God has done it. Mm.
2: You know?
5: But I didn't really come out of it.
2: Is there any way for a mother, a, a, an expectant mother to avoid Postpartum depression. Mm.
3: So, deep question. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I, so. <laughs> I said, you know, the person that comes to my mind, I I will say, No, get me. That's one <my> way. <laughs> That's one <my> way. <laughs> Especially if you are not equipped. Yeah. I don't want to say ready. Yeah. Especially if you are not equipped right. for... It's for such a tough... <sighs> it's without support.
2: Yeah.
3: And yeah. so, you know, for young ladies who may not have support in pregnancy, mm. it's best that you wait.
1: Mm. 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 For mm. people who are
3: not in relationships that are with confiding partners, mm. you may want to wait. Yeah. You may want to wait it out and be sure that it is time to come to this journey. For, again, you know, of course, our beliefs are that, um, the arrival of a child comes with blessings. Yes. But it's also important to be realistic. Yeah that sometimes things may not happen that way. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, this is many people wondering that, are you saying that people below a social line should not have children? I haven't said so.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But uh, childbearing is tough work. yeah, And it's something that we must be prepared for. I mean, I imagine that uh, China decided that people shouldn't have more than one yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. It's... It's tough. It's something that you must be prepared for. It's something that you must be ready for. It's something that you must be willing to do, Mm. not something that someone else encouraged you you to do do. and then you eventually decided to do.
6: Um,
3: When you are pregnant, it's important to, of course, start antenatal care as soon as possible. Get all the support, all the love, and encouragement that you
2: need. And it's another case, it's not just physical; it's also emotional. Oh, definitely. And psychosocial. Definitely, as I definitely. Got the <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Okay.
3: Definitely. So that it meets all of those needs. Yeah. Um, use the medications that your doctors ask you to use. Right. Being pregnant does not preclude that you may not have mental or physical health conditions, and so, and if you have any of those things, mm. manage yourself through that process. Right. Uh, if you don't have, if you don't understand what is going on with you, again. Mm. Speak to professional, a professional, yeah. you know, um, when you talk about the work w- with Lagos State, Lagos mm-hmm. State also ensures that in all of the primary health care centers in mm-hmm. Lagos, mm-hmm. there are there support for right. women who are pregnant. They yeah. are constantly doing, you know, research on um, postpartum or even intrapartum mental health disorders right. so that support can be provided for women even before they have their children. And I think that one very important thing that women must also be allowed to have is the right of how it is that I want this baby to come forth. Yeah. And so do I want to push the baby through vaginal delivery or do I want to have a caesarean section? Some people make it look like you don't have a choice in this matter. You must
2: be like the Hebrew women. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When you're not Hebrew.
3: (laughs) Exactly. And of course... um, Family members must have a high index of suspicion. Extend that. They must be aware that postpartum depression can occur. Ah,
4: Not just
3: in women, but in men as well. Yeah. Underreported, but about 10% of men. In the postpartum period, after delivery of the babies, may also suffer a form of depression, either because there's more responsibilities, Uh, they're no longer the focus of um, attention, attention. they're not getting as much sexual activity as they should. A lot can happen in that period.
4: Okay, so
2: post delivery, if a mother senses that this might be what it's, and I think it's the same thing. Also, it's about I mean, is it the same signs for looking out for your well-being? Int- is it the same intensity? In the- yeah. Yes. Well, yes. How yes. are you feeling after yes. you have this baby? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Is it- <laughs> so I
3: think, I think it's important to state that, you know, some people may actually have depression before, pregnant- before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and then it lingers on to post-pregnancy. Right. And so those kind of people already pretty much know what is going on. Right. Hopefully they have it treated. When the baby comes, there's something that is called the baby blues. Okay. which happens like two to three days after the baby is born What's where that? the woman feels she feels extremely irritated uh, confused right. yeah. agitated yeah. not sleeping well not able to eat yeah. she's cranky yeah. however in a few days that will resolve mm-hmm. if the baby blues doesn't resolve after two weeks people must start you know thinking about the fact that this might be you know a postpartum depression staring us in the face right. and so the postpartum depression will pretty much have the symptoms of depression, uh, persistent low mood, loss yeah. of interest, lack mm. of drive, lack of motivation, feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness, suicidal ideation. Mm. But in the woman, she has no bonding with the baby. Right. She doesn't even want to touch the baby. She doesn't right. want to feed the baby. Yeah. She feels guilty that she can't provide that care, love and support for Absolutely. the child. Yeah. And sometimes in extreme cases, she may actually want to harm or actually go on to harm the child, Hmm. plus or minus herself.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, so when that, obviously, I think that when that is happening, (laughs) you know that you talk to a professional.
3: Well, yes, yes. You know, I I think it's important to, you know, highlight the African context where when a woman does give birth,
1: yeah,
3: there's so many people in your house. Again, some with good intentions. Some may not have such good intentions. And then it's not um, out of place in African homes to see that the next day a woman gives birth, they expect her to cater to like 20 people. Yes, so yes, and so I know that I have advised some people to stay back in the hospital yes. to tell their relatives no, that the doctor said <laughs> the said I can't go home yet because I am not well. Because the demands at the home front are yeah. there, waiting for this, you know, individual to take care of everyone else. That's in itself, yeah, is extremely stressful mm. and draining.
2: So
4: After the four months, I came back home. Right. And I had lost, I had lost the zeal for everything.
2: So this went beyond just the baby to life.
4: You know, to my whole life. I lost the zeal. I didn't want to work Hmm. anymore. Hmm. I just wanted to be by myself because I felt that was what was going to find me healing. Ah, You know? So everything other thing that seemed like an extra chore. Yeah. I tried to cut it, it off and focus on and this. And focus. Which only oh. makes
2: it worse because then now you're just in that cycle. I'm just in
4: that circle alone. Yeah. And I came back, my first day back at work, mm-hmm. um, it looked like my boss had been piling everything mm-hmm. I was supposed to do for the past four months waiting for me. And as soon as I resumed and I had asked for one month without pay, which was refused. Okay. So I had to resume. And as soon as I got to work and everybody started talking about the things that I needed to do, I stepped out of... Okay, so my boss expected a response from me at mm-hmm. the meeting. And he kept asking, I'm like, what are you going to say to all of this? Like, no response, sir. Hmm. <laughs> I hmm. kept saying nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Nothing. He was like, Do you want to talk about this? I said, Yes. He said, Go ahead. I said, No, not here, sir. I'll speak to you after the meeting. Mm. After the meeting, I stepped out and called my husband and said, I'm leaving this job. Mm. I'm not doing it again.
6: Mm.
4: He said, If that is going to make you happy, go ahead. And so he gave me his permission to resign. Mm. I walked into my boss's office and said to him, um, I'm resigning. Mm. He asked why. I said, I have a baby to take care of mm. and I don't have help. He said, Your mother in law, your mom, <laughs> you know. I said, They're working. Mm. They are not old women. They have their jobs. He said, um, Your sisters in law, they're in school. Your sisters, they're in school. You know, he kept giving me all the options. He said, Okay, how about a housemaid? I said, no, I don't have a housemaid mm. and I'm not going to get a housemaid and leave my baby with a, with a housemaid because I want to come to your job. No. He said, what? a I said, no. Mm. <clears throat> and so I tendered my resignation and went home. Mm. I think this also contributed to it because I started feeling, oh, now I don't have a job. Yeah. I don't have an income yeah. because of this child. Mm. you know so it further made me unhappy but i had mastered the art of masking it mm. so my friends didn't know that i was going through anything like that right. i would mention it to my husband Not that I was going through something, Mm. not the thoughts that was going on in my head, Mm. but I would tell him things like, I'm tired, Mm. I'm overwhelmed. And to be honest, my husband is 100% hands-on. He helps with chores, with all of that. He helps. He's, you know, very Mm. hands-on. Take care of the... But of course, he has to go to work. Yeah. So sometimes he wakes up in the middle of the night to help me with the baby. Mm -hmm. Other times he's tired. He wants to sleep and go to work. So that was how we went on with, you know, coping with the newborn. Mm -hmm. And I was many times afraid. I would, in fact, it was so tough Mm -hmm. that I didn't, I'm not even sure. I didn't have sex with my husband until seven months after I had the baby. Wow. Yes. Until seven months after, it was another seven months. The guy was like, <laughs> "Come here!" <laughs> exactly. Is Come here. What is going on, here? Like, what is going on? Yeah.
2: It's
4: been seven months, and you, yeah. when he, he asked me, I started running around the house. I, I, real, really run. I'm just you know, stomping around, trying yeah. to hide, and the yeah. guy's like. Wrong with you, mm. you know, and it was at that seventh month that I seventh month that I began to ask myself questions: mm. What's wrong with you? You can't claim to be a child of God and live in fear, mm. and so you know, that time the scripture, God showed me the scripture with a new meaning. That he hasn't given me a spirit, spirit of, of fear, fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound yeah. mind. Yeah. You know, and this was one of the scriptures that I held on to, mm. and I confessed. Mm. And you know how it is with scriptures. Mm. You know, when your confession begins to align with God's intention, mm. then you become, you know, so gradually. Mm. I found healing. Right. Gradually. I found a way to manage and organize myself, mm. and um, I think I at the eight month,
6: mm-hmm.
4: I got a housekeeper, right. So who would come and right. do the chores, right? You know, while I focused on taking care of the baby, right. And gradually, I think a year after, or a few, a fifteen months after my. Baby's birth mm-hmm. I started my business right. you know that's it,
2: the posh baby the yes yes, yes I started
4: yes. posh baby yeah and 18, the 18th month, I think I got a living made you know and gradually things began, began to, to look come up. Into place yeah and that was how I came, came out of that period. Wow
2: what a story so you know the quick question is mm. First, what did it take? Why do you think it took so long, as a person of faith, for you to have come to that place of saying, "Ah, you know, why am I like this?" Was it that your mind was so weighed down? Was that you were surprised? What was the thing?
4: I believe that I didn't quite come to terms hmm. with the fact that something was wrong. Ah, right. I, right. I, I, I mean, women. Or maybe I didn't pay attention. Mm. Let me not put it on women and say Mm. they don't speak about these things. Mm. You know, but I probably did not pay Pay attention attention enough to read the struggles, Mm. you know, that women have had in the past. I mean, I was a health correspondent before I had the baby. So I knew I was covering health. I knew about postpartum depression. But nothing prepared me for it. You,
2: did you even know that what you were going through was postpartum depression? I didn't even know what I was going yes. through
4: was postpartum, post-partum depression yeah. at the time. Yes, yes,
2: yes. You
4: know, it was when I looked back that I was able to connect the daughter and say,
2: yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. this is what happened to me. To you,
2: right. At the time, it just felt like you are struggling. You are just I, trying I, your I, best. Yes, yes it just, just normal. felt like I
4: was overwhelmed and yes. trying to keep my head out of the waters. Yes. You know, it didn't... So, I think... By that seventh month, mm-hmm. you know, my husband just told me to, to the realization that right. something might be wrong, yeah. Yeah. you know. And yeah. I gradually looked inwards, you yeah. know, I started questioning. Of course, uh, I took a lot of self-help, mm-hmm. uh, self-help help sessions mm-hmm. online, you know, that also Catching helped me to come out of, of, of that period.
2: What would you do differently now? You know. Oh,
4: let me tell you what I did differently because right. you had the for second, my second. Yes. child, I didn't have postpartum depression. Right, I was prepared. <laughs> yeah, I was ready, <laughs> and let me say that yeah. one of the things that came out of that period, after the birth of my first child, because of how hard this was on me, mm-hmm. I told God. I said, "I'm not doing this again." for mm. the next five years. Mm. Mm. I thought maybe it was a it's time a, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe time if you give would make time. me feel better. Yes. You know, so I told God I said, I'm not having any child mm. until five years after this one. Yes. God heard me actually. <laughs> and I didn't have my son until I didn't get pregnant until my after my daughter's fifth birthday. Wow. Or just before my daughter's fifth, fifth birthday. birthday you know then I had my son right and the experience was totally different. Mm. I wouldn't I'm not sure mm. what contributed more. Mm. Maybe the fact that I now had the second one in Nigeria mm. or I was prepared. Mm. And mm. even though this was a tougher pregnancy mm-hmm. because of the time lag between the pregnancies mm. It didn't feel so hard after the baby was born. It was the pregnancy part that was hard. But when my baby came, mm. I settled in. I didn't even have a, a maid. <laughs> mm. I didn't even have a maid this time. Right. Because my maid left when I was about seven months pregnant. Mm. You know, so I didn't have a maid, you know, but my mother in law was with me. Right. right, right. She was with me and she mm. helped me. And she helped you. Uh, ah yeah. God bless her. yeah She helped me you know this time around. and I found out that a, sup- a strong yes. support network yeah. is important yeah. to either avoid or get out of postpartum depression, depression. Right. Right. A strong support network yeah. cannot. Be yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And what's
2: powerful about this is, you know, you, and as a, because first to come through this was you speaking to God and saying, God, you have to take me through this. And then the part that was God's part to do, which is, look, I don't want to have under charge for five years. You yes. handed that one over to God. But the one that was in your control, which is building a support system, you didn't wait. For, you, you took charge of that one okay. for yourself. And the, yes. difference was clear. the
4: difference was clear. And the difference was clear. My mom was around after yeah. the baby was born for, you know, my mom and my mother-in-law were actually on ground. Right. After they, were seven, <laughs> they were on ground. Yes. And my mom had to leave mm. when COVID happened. Right. right. She had to leave, you know, because, right. of course, she had to go be with my dad, who was mm. also locked down, <laughs> you know. And so my mother in law had to leave. Right. But I had gotten two months of care mm. from both of them. Yes. So yes. after these two months, yes. I was happy. Yes.
2: And, yes.
4: and then the lockdown also helped because yes. my husband wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so we taking care of this baby together. together. I love it. We we'll wake it. up together at night. You know, he allowed me to sleep when he was taking care of the baby. Mm so the experience was, was a lot was different a lot different it yeah. was a lot different right
2: was it, was it was it these experiences that led to the formation of posh baby
4: no okay Tell so me. so part that. of the things that led to the to posh baby mm-hmm. was my becoming a mom right you know i had mentioned that i didn't shop for my baby yes. before she was born yeah and so 2 days after she was born I yeah. had to go walking around yeah. and because of the excruciating pain I went through yeah. my cousins you know said to me oh you can order these things online that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, You need a you of course agree with me that yes. in Nigeria yes it's not the easy option 2014 how many online stores of did course, we have of course you know,
2: It's true in 2014. How many online stores did we have? How
4: many online stores did we have? Yes. yes. You know, so, I mean, when they suggested it, I asked questions. I was like, are they going to deliver exactly the same thing I I hope they will not hack my card. You know, I asked all, <laughs> all those, those questions, questions and they were like, no. So, I began shopping online. Right. And the glee is, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I told myself one night as right. I was shopping, I said, I'm definitely going to do this in Nigeria. I'm right. definitely going to do this. And right. that was where the idea started. from, right. You know, and as soon as I got back to Nigeria, not as soon, mm. you know, when After. I got out of that phase, mm. I think the, in 20, sometime in 2015, later in 2015, right. I decided I was going to start. And in 2016, I eventually started right. Push Baby. Right.
2: Right. And supposed Baby is focused on... So what's post, so so in, in um, one sentence, what's, mm-hmm. what does post Baby do? I get a sense, but...
4: So it's a retail... Yes. It's an online retail it's platform right. for focused motherhood, babies, yeah. and maternity care products. Right. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me.
4: Just find out how
2: your baby is now. Yeah.
4: One yeah. is a baby, one is a... One is a, baby? <laughs> <When> <laughs> is a <baby? laughs> Yes. One is a baby, and the other one is a big girl. Yes, how are they? (laughs) They are doing fantastic. Fantastic. They are doing well.
2: My love to your husband, you know, his part in this story is powerful. You know, I wish I could even sit down and talk to him because his own experience, yeah, that would be great, wouldn't (laughs) it? You know, because his own, there is one way,
4: another perspective, to to be honest. Yes, and
2: he did step in strongly, Mm. you know, as even the foundational support system. Because, I mean, if you, had, if you hadn't had a supportive husband, it might have gone a completely
4: different it way. It could have gone a completely different way. In fact, um, I feel like my, my story pales in comparison to mm. the people that experience full-blown postpartum depression. depression. Right.
2: We can get much worse than this.
4: You know, I had a neighbor right. growing up.
2: Right.
4: I had a neighbor who, who had it, Right, but never out of it. Ah. Mm. We always looked at her and Um. wondered, what's wrong with this woman? You know, she would pull out with her clothes on, without underwears, looking, Mm. anyhow, Mm. she, because she, she was fully depressed. Yes, yes. She didn't understand what What was was going on on around her anymore. Yeah. She never attended open days. You know, never because her husband just couldn't let her. She would insist she would go to the market. She could walk miles Mm. when she could take a bus. Mm. She would walk miles to the market and walk miles back. back. Yeah. Talking to herself on the road, you know. And these are the things that can happen if you do not take Take care. care. You know, this can be clinically treated. Yes. You know. Yes. I took the faith route. Yeah,
2: I love that. But it can also be clinically treated. It can also
4: be clinically treated. Treated. You know.
5: Then sometimes in 2019, November, Mm -hmm. I was going on a walk, well, not like I was going, I went on a walk with my husband. Okay. Then we came back home, I was going to the bathroom because it was a work day. Right. And I just slumped. Then he picked me up, he was able to get me up and he said, "Nikki, we are going to the hospital. Mm. So we went to the closest one to us. When we got to the hospital, the doctor ran all manners of tests, did everything. And the doctor said, nothing is wrong with you. The only thing I can see is that um, you have low blood sugar. Mm. And I told him I've not been eating. Because that is what depression does to me. Mm. I don't eat. Eat. My appetite is horrible.
1: Mm. So Mm. the
5: doctor said, um, okay, we are going to um, give you some drip to make you fine. We are going to admit you in the next two days.
1: Mm.
5: And I was admitted. My husband was supposed to travel, I think that day or the next. And in the midst of being worried about me, he he forgot to go and pick his passport up. And a lot of things just happened that day. Mm. So while he was gone, I sat up in my bed, and I told myself, Nike, 40 is not too far. Is this the way you want to live your entire life? You fought this thing. You fought this thing. And it looks like you are not meaning. How about seeking for help? Mm. So when he got back that day, I told him, I think I want to, I think I want help. I need help. I think I want to seek for help. So prior to that time, there is this um, person that I call Mommy in church. (coughs) I already talked to my husband about um, a therapist in Guarimpa. So we went to see the therapist straight from the hospital. I told him I didn't want to get home. Right. Said, so "Can I get home?" I said, "I don't want to freshen up." Right. That thing was just pushing me. Let's go. Let's let's go, go.
2: Let's go. So is the therapist the mummy? No. Mm. Okay. So you, okay, because you mentioned that, right?
5: No, she was the one that recommended the, the therapist. To us. Okay. So we went to see the therapist. A very young lady, very nice. Then I started talk therapy with this lady. Mm. The first three days. The first three sessions we were talking and um she chipped in medication mm-hmm. and um you know I'm Yoruba. <laughs> There's this thing about shooting lugwees you know, nobody wants that means have you have need you need taken
2: water. your medicine?
5: So I didn't want meds. So I told her I call her doctor, even though she you know she's a psychologist, doctor. Mm do you think top therapy alone will work for me? Mm. She said it will work, but I won't lie to you. If we, if we start you up with meds, you you jump out of this thing. Mm. Then we titrate it, you stop the meds and you'll be fine. Mm. So I was still doing Shakara. She made that fought this thing for 12 years. Ah uh-uh. ah, you know. So on the fifth visit, I was the one that said, Doctor, I think I'd like to try. The
6: meds.
5: So she said, "You've never used meds." I said, "I've never." She said, "Who does that since two thousand and
1: You've
5: never used spirits to, to sleep. So when you do sleep, what do you do? I listen to music, and I just sleep off. And if I can't sleep off, I start reading or doing something around the house.
6: Hmm.
5: When you are sad, what do you do? I sing. Mm-hmm. So she checked, and I, I told. I said, "I don't want the one with um." a lot of um, side effects. Mm. I have tendesi- a tendency to be big. Right, 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 right. So I don't want to be big. And mm. I know that is what antidepressant. Yeah. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. So she said, no problem. She's going to give me the mildest of them. And she gave it to me. I won't lie to you. Three days after I took that meds, for the first time I went to church and I was able to look at people in their eyes. Mm. Before then, my head was proud, mm. my shoulders were sacked. F- for the first time I was able to raise my shoulder, even though I wasn't looking good, I was still mm. looking down because I wasn't hitting.
1: Mm.
5: But I was able to greet people, equilemma, ekarosa, you know. And I used that for a whole month, based on what she said. Mm. Um my husband so that I would be able to rest. You know, usually it's busy during the year. So, of course, we are not able to travel until December. So we travel in December. Mm-hmm. So for that year, I decided we, we we're going to be close to nature. So we went to Kigali. didn't know why we went to Kigali. Mm-hmm. We went because I was on this treatment.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And I just wanted a very calm place.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And to be honest, by the time we returned in January 2020, I was the naked that my parents gave birth to. Mm -hmm. Full of life, everything was fine. Then COVID came. And a lot of people were scared for me. My therapist was scared that, hey, people are having mental meltdown. What's going to happen to this girl? But surprisingly, I was strong through COVID. But I became a jester on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I would tease mothers and say, all oh, those clothes you are keeping, let your children wear them. <laughs> so on Sundays, even though it's going to be at home, the mm-hmm. service, I would dress my girl up, take a picture, post on IG and Facebook. My friends will laugh uh, and yeah. they'll say, keep it coming. Then in June, Ibidun Gudalo died. Yeah. I, I never met Ibidun. But I, I I can't even say loved. I love her because mm. I still love her.
1: Mm. I
5: love her memories. So Ibidun died and I cried my heart out. Mm. I cried. I, I don't know how to. Do. I cried for days. I would just wake up in the middle of the night and I would just be sobbing. I was just saying, calm down. Then, soon after Ibidun died, I lost a colleague at work. I've done HR for close to 13 years now. I've never had to um, work on debts, benefits, and all that. Mm-hmm. But for the first time my career was tested, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, let's say Bidu died today. The guy died the day after. Mm-hmm. And old man, I called him my baba. I called him my baba because um, he was older than me. And I cried. But guess what? Nothing happened to me. Mm. I was fit. I was good. I didn't have a dip.
2: Right. So you cried without falling into a dip.
5: Then October came and Nigerian youth were planning the NSAS thing. Mm -hmm. And I was in my house. I was saying, God, I wish I can call Faust. I wish I can call Macaroni. I don't know anybody. And tell them, don't let these guys do this thing. They will kill them and nothing will come out of it. I even told my husband that how I would to be care to them and tell them not to do this thing. So in the morning or the noon of the 20th, mm. I was reading stuff on Chi, A girl saying, oh, my dad told me that if we hold the Nigerian flag <laughs> and sing the national anthem, they're not going to kill us. Mm. Mm. Then that midnight, 20th through 21st of October, I don't know what sent me to Hai and I went to IG and I saw those young guys holding the flag, singing the national anthem, and they were being shot at mm-hmm. and they were dropping. And something happened to me. Whatever it was, I took it deep that mm-hmm. night, but I didn't want to accept. By the next morning, MG came out with all manners of lies, including the governor of Lagos State. Mm-hmm. Nobody died, nobody died, nobody died. And young people were saying, they packed them away. Mm-hmm. They threw them into the lagoon. And the more the Minister of Information, the Governor of Lagos States, the more they tried to suppress the truth, the more <coughs> that thing worried me. Bless you. The more that thing worried me.
1: Mm.
5: And without knowing. Tipped again. The most terrible tip of them all. Mm. And the most painful one. Especially because I've been able to hold it together.
2: Mm, for so long.
5: For so long. It was painful. Then I began to fight. I began to fight. I began to fight. But I didn't win. Mm. So every month I would wake up and say, I you'll be 14 August this year. Mm. And you have plans. You know, you have, you know, plan to celebrate my birthday, plan to launch my NGO. I intend launching um." postpartum depression, support um, organization. Mm -hmm. So I was struggling, struggling. I didn't get better. Then um, the therapist that I saw previously left Abuja. We tried telemedicine a few times. It didn't work out. So I went online to go and check reviews. And I saw the number of this guy here in Abuja, around Apple, And um, I went there. It turned out to be a con. Ah. hmm I'm, sure I'm sure the guy's place is not too far from here. So I went there. This guy began to size me up. Your wristwatch is beautiful. Ah. It must be expensive. Then he went, I'm sure you've built a house. So at that point, I saw the red flags. Then he, he, he kept on talking about Jesus. And I'm like, if I needed my pastor's help, I knew where to go. I've come to a therapist. Why are you talking to me about Jesus? Why are you asking if I've built a house? Why are you worried about my wristwatch? I just kept cool. And before I started therapy, I asked him. I said, how much am I going to pay? He said, oh, it's not about money. It's about you getting well. Of course, I know I can't get well in one day. So when we finished, this guy told me my bill, the most outrageous bill I've paid for therapy. I paid it. And when I walked out, I was angry with God. I'm like, God, what is it that I'm supposed to do that I've not done? Or what is it that I'm not supposed to do that I've I've done? done." They are taking me through all this. Children are God's heritage. They are meant to make us happy. Why should having children bring this to me? And God said, Nikki, you just left the lions then. That guy did not rape you. He did not kidnap you. He did not kill you. Be thankful. So I said, thank you. And that day, when I got back home, I sat down. And I said, okay, there were some saints in the Bible that did not receive the promise. And they were faithful. So I'm like, okay, probably I'm one of them for this generation. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not meant to receive the promise. And Mm -hmm. I'm still faithful. So I made up my mind I wasn't going to seek for help again. I'll just joyfully continue to live this life this way. My birthday came in August. I wasn't going to celebrate. Your are My 48. Forty-eight. But my husband, my younger sisters, my younger brother, my cousin, were all on my neck and few of my friends. And they told me, Nike, you're not going to be 40 twice. So I'm like, okay, it's up to you guys if you can plan. And it turned out that they they sent out invites for my birthdays, two days to the birthday because I wasn't going to have a birthday. And I said, nobody will come. Mm. Eventually people came for this birthday. I had a very good birthday. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: And when it was time to do vote of thanks, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I began to prophesy. It was later on that one of them told me that what you did that night was a prophecy. Mm -hmm. And I began to tell them things like, oh, People that are here are my friends. I know I've I've, um, actually given you reasons to be worried about me all those years, but I'm promising you guys going forward, you won't be worried about me Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be fine. I didn't know where those words came from. from. So that was August. Then in October, I belong to Wimby's, I'm an associate. Um, some women were celebrated.
2: Women business women in business and management. Yes, please. Yes.
5: Some women were, were celebrated and I was just going through our, our page. It's our page. Then I saw the I saw your name. I just liked the name. So I clicked on it. I thought it was one of the women. Mm-hmm. Then it turned out it was a man. And I'm like, this is weird. What is a man doing? Mm-hmm. So I was more interested. I went to his page, then I saw, then I saw emotions mechanic, emotion doctor. It was around eleven in the night. And I heard clearly, make a chat him up. And when I heard clearly like that, it's the Holy Spirit. Chat him up, chat him up. At eleven, I chatted, Mr. Yenuga up and said, I'm sure God is leading you to me. I'd like to see you. I need help. And by the time I woke up the next morning, I saw Mr. Yenuga's response. And today is Saturday. Usually I don't work on Saturday, but I'm going to create this time for you. Can you come around 10? I said, I'll be there. At 10, I went to Mr. Yenuga's office. And usually therapy, they'll tell you to start from the beginning. So I started from the beginning. The normal, this is um, tissue, you you can cry. I cried. Then after everything, he said, Mrs. Onifadi, I said, yes. I tell you the truth. I said go ahead. He said the first time you experienced this thing was in I said 2008. He said this thing has worn for too long. Mm-hmm. That this is beyond fighting it. You can't fight this yourself. And that beyond seeing a psychotherapist I think there's a need for you to see a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. That's a word nobody wants to hear <laughs> because in Nigeria And especially for my tribe, when you hear a psychiatrist, it means you are mad, you are crazy. But at that point, I knew I needed help. help. So he said, I'm just um, a psychologist, but I have friends that are psychiatrists. I will send you to them. So he sent me to this place. I went there. The first person I saw was a psychiatrist, a younger doctor who talked to me. He wanted to know if it's just depression
1: mm-hmm.
5: or psychosis. I was able to tell them it's just depression. They ran tests and they agreed with me that it's just depression that has been on for too long. Mm-hmm. After that his chief came in, mm-hmm. also prepped me and he said of a truth it's just depression. Mm-hmm. That's okay this is what we are going to do. You would also have therapy so that um Um, the the behaviors you need to change to sustain whatever we are going to do and I'm like I'm fine with it. So that was how I started in that new place. Um, A med was prescribed, which I used and they promised me that okay after a while, just like the first lady said, there's going to be titration and I'll be pulled off it." it. But you know at that point, I was at the point where I said even if I'm not pulled out of it, I just want to live a good life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to live a good life. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful to God. My first child is 13 plus. I'm living a good life. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just October. And between October and this is December, I've been able to do things that I couldn't do in 13 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I've been mm-hmm. able to, like, the last time I went to see my doctor, I was like, Mr. Zomfadi, you are fine. Fantastic, I'm going to give you two months to come back. And he said, is there any problem? I said, there's one. That these days, I'm unable to keep things, you know, to, to slow things down. Mm. Like I want to do everything at the same time. The things that I've missed. And he said, it's natural. But it's good that you have noticed. So you have to tell yourself, Nike, calm down. Anytime mm-hmm. you are running, you tell yourself, Nike, just walk. walk. Calm down. And that's what I've been doing. And yeah, I am. Yeah, mm. I am
2: things we are learning about life, we should be more understanding and forgiving of our parents because <laughs> many of them just went through all these traumas yeah. quietly. They just went through it. They just were, they just were told this is life. Yeah. And so all the unsaid things yeah. that yeah. our parents had to deal with, yeah. you know, and sometimes they insist on it from their children or from people, younger people. It's not out of wickedness. It's just like, it's like hey, this life now. We just shut up and do it. And so we should have empathy both ways. Empathy from them to understand, no, this generation doesn't have to take it. And empathy from us to them, or from, you know, to say, Look, they just took it, so they think that's the way. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, I mean, in mentioning that, I think you should do an episode on that. Yes, <laughs> about, about that. I yeah, know, forgiving parents and, so you know, many I, can't <laughs> <laughs> I can so imagine.
1: I can
2: imagine. problems. And our culture of silence just mm. makes things that. Like, should just be taken for granted. We just yeah. make them congealed. Yeah. Yes, yeah? we do. So it's the same things you talked about for, you know, so it was, again, uh, because you've joined us for an episode about depression and suicide ideation, which is the same, the steps are observe yourself to know if you need help. If yes. If you, if the intensity, frequency, and distress from the yes. low moods and the, all of that yes. are, are making it difficult for you to live. Yes. You know, um, talk to a professional. Yes. It's just, when in that, talk to a professional. Yes. And I think just to add, if you can't afford to talk to a professional, then maybe talk to someone who has had who has talked to a professional. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. There's something you say is that like at all cases, you'll never agree that we should not take action. Yeah. You know, so you can't afford, to, okay, that's understandable. Can you find somebody who has gone through a regimen of treatment yeah. who can say, okay, well, when I was with a doctor, this is what I said. If you have a phone, Google um 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 That I I don't recommend googling because (laughs) but if you can't afford it, find mental
3: health resources. Mental health resources. Yes. Verified. Yes. Yes.
2: Please, we will ensure that we scroll resources on our site, Mentalhealth.withtoday.com. You know, I always say that when in doubt, MayoClinic.com is always a good resource. You can say that again. If you Google MayoClinic.com, it's one of the best hospitals in the world. They give very wise advice on their website. You know, so, you know, because not everybody can afford, you know, a professional. But some people can afford, but they don't go. Yes. Yeah. So find your own box.
6: Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much for this. You're very
6: welcome. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, the things I heard about postnatal depression mm. depressed me. Not, mm. not in clinically, but just <laughs> made me think, how is it that we don't talk about this thing? One of my guests, I think, I said two years, you know, she had it for like three years, between from one child to the next child. You know, and she just started taking job a few months ago, and she sees... It's as if her life just started because the okay. doctor said, after trying everything, okay. can you just try drugs And she said, she didn't want to do it before because it's like, ah, no, 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 no. so this is not This is not my business. This is help. Yeah. And her life transformed. And I think she has begun to be winged of Off the drugs, America. you know. So there is help.
3: There is.
2: And there is hope. There always is. Yeah. Yes. Like
7: yes, I, I was at, like the top of my game. Yes,
2: and you left it. And I left it. And also it you and didn't leave it and just disappear. You left it to what the, the kind of life people were aspiring y- to so they yeah, were marriage
7: and yes like, and you know that's even that's even very unfair mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a woman gets married it, it, should, it should be the beginning of of this, of new, this new life yes. don't you just totally erase... almost almost wanted to erase me yeah like oh she's gotten married She's what could she possibly want, want to work for yes 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 because uh, i have a purpose <laughs> 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 like I don't understand. Uh, So I think that's also um, cultural and societal, the expectation that a woman gets married and all of a sudden her identity should be, you know, or just be a Mrs. Someone, no longer who she is. Yes. Um, But I'm very happy to say that, uh, no, that's not happening here. That's not
2: happening. Basically, objectively. Everything was okay. Yes. Yeah, you had the marriage, you had yeah. the children. Mm-hmm. You were not begging for food By for the one. Grace thing, of you God. know, yeah. you were not. There was no major health scare or life challenge. Yeah. But then that didn't mean that because the objective, if people were looking at it outside, mm-hmm. it looked beautiful. That yeah. didn't mean that you were feeling the same no, way inside. Necessarily that way inside. Because yeah. people often feel ashamed. That w- what or people shame others. Yeah. What do you have to be sad about? Exactly.
7: Yes. Well I have to be sad about the fact that I'm not I'm not living in my purpose. Yes. And that's a major thing to be sad about. A major thing. You know because it's it's it, our creativity is so much a part of who we are mm. and to deny it, you know, for no matter whatever the reason is. Mm. And I think another thing is don't envy anyone. Mm. Because you don't know what they're really going through. Yes, you know th- that's why this social media age, you know, I I, I don't let it affect me so much. I mm. mean it's very easy to But I know that we're all just presenting the best side of ourselves at Mm. all all Mm. times. So, Mm. you know, so that's not realistic. Mm. We all have low Mm. moments. The best sides of ourselves. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. So, if you take.